This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Episode is top secret. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Nick Nunziata here. I'm your gracious host alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? Good, you put a little accent on that one. Alright. Put a little salt on it. Yep, so, uh, spoiler, <coughs> that third voice you hear is Mr. John McCarrowitz. How's it going? It's is going it? well. It's Excellent. Okay. Welcome to the movie Microscope. We're doing two, uh, 1984's Top Secret this time around. Right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Now, if you guys don't know the concept of uh, the movie Microscope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what we, is the concept? What we try to do is we we want to kind of zoom in a little bit. Yeah, we don't want to necessarily focus on like some of the grander moments in a film. So if we're like if we were to do like a if we were to be covering like twenty thousand leagues under the sea, we're not going to like spend a lot of time with the lobster scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if we're doing sixteen candles, we're not going to have we're not going to talk about Getty Watanabe leaning out of the bed and going, "What's well, happening, sauce?" You know, like so something. It's gonna be like a lot more intrinsic stuff, like deeper, he, deeper dives. Does he really say that in that movie? You have What's to, happening, sauce? <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to watch the movie and find out for yourself. <laughs> does he say the word sauce? You'll have to find out for yourself. Um, Is that what you said? <laughs> look, I don't want to fucking gimbals. Don't tell Macy's motherfucker. So we're gonna we're gonna zoom in, like we zoom in on a movie, right? So, <laughs> so today we're doing the Zucker Brothers classic Top Secret starring Mr. Val Kilmer and Lucy Goodridge. But uh, do we really, do we want to go over the characters? Do you want to do that, Justin? I can do that. Do yeah. we do we do that? Well, uh, we did. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you know, you got your own Marsharif, You've got your uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, we got some characters and in this. Got Rich, people. And, you got uh, uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Michael Go. Michael Goff. Goff. Go. Um, can I, I'm going to right off the bat zoom in. Zoom on in. I don't know if you guys know, the film debut of one Val Kilmer. Unbelievable. This guy came out fully cooked. I mean, he was... First film. Fresh as fuck, fully cooked out of the, out of the womb. Killed this, it. This movie is great, and I think one of the reasons it's great is because Val Kilmer is... His performance in this is fantastic. He is a gift... He's been good in a lot of stuff, but apparently behind the scenes, not so much. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you keep bringing that up. Why don't you leave Val alone? I mean, apparently, he's a he's, he tough to work with. Art is painful, man. He suffers for his art. There's, there's torture. There's no, there's no doubt that he is fantastic in this film. And that's a, that's a very confident lead. This is a star-making performance. Mm-hmm. No, he has absolutely. To, he has to play like an Elvis character, like an Elvis-type character. Uh, totally plays it, you know, like very charismatic, dashing Leading man, but also a total goofball. Yeah, we, goofball. we saw the movie. Total goofball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, able to able to effortlessly bounce between it's for, it's first film. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. What? Val, Val short, short for? Valpother? <laughs> Valmont? Is it Valmont? Valpacella? Do, Valdemort? Do we know? I don't I think know. It's Val. I think Valerie? It's just Val. Is Val short? <laughs> is, Val, is it short for something? Valschwitz? Do we know? I'm gonna wiki it. I think Val's Val. I yeah. think it's just Val. The Val sounds like a nickname, though. You know what I'm saying? Does, it sounds like one, but yeah. Is it like for Melvin or something? <laughs> God, I hope so. Short for Kilmer. Short for Jack. 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me it was interesting seeing this movie because I'd never seen it before. Um, not sure why, in hindsight, but you know, maybe they just played Naked Gun and Airplane more on TBS back in the nineties. The, the um, but for me, I didn't get the nostalgia, you know, of rewatching it that maybe you guys in, uh, experience. But yeah, we're old. Um, we get it. No, well, but had a lot of fun with it. Um, some first great gags. First name might be Valentine, by the way. Oh my God, that's hard. Born Val Edward Kilmer. It's just yeah, Val. but if you look down to other names, oh, that's an awful thing to do to a person. Call him Valentine. Yeah. Well, hey, appropriate because his birthday kind of a heart, kind of a heartthrob. Yeah. I think it meant he's filled with chocolate. So I wonder what that, what is that other name? What does that mean? That's odd, right? I've never Aliases? seen that on a Wikipedia page yeah. before. Maybe that's maybe, just how he buys property, or, or something. maybe somebody just decided that that his name meant Valentine. That's awful. Val. Yeah. So yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So no, I mean, I, but I, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think that you know, it um, for me, you know, we we touched on this earlier, but it, you know, you guys like the big cinematic visual gags. For me, I really liked almost the smaller moments and just some of the behind the things, you know, the scenes that would happen where there was a gag going on in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of fun stuff like that. I mean, for me, we like we like the obvious stuff. You like the cool stuff. We get that's it. right. Get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I think my humor. We um, like the uh, yeah the stuff that everybody laughs at. You like the stuff. Yeah, that, the smarter stuff. Generally, yeah, I'm usually on a little bit of a higher. My level. favorite part's when she leans, she sits up on the beach, and her breasts have their own hole. Yeah. So there's a <laughs> okay. <laughs> Explained it so uh, so well. <laughs> well, that I mean that that was kind of a famous gag from this movie though. That 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 the beach scene. This kicks off the movie with right. like. Uh, a, a, a parody of a like wonderful a, parody of, Which, of, of a Beach Boys song, basically. Skeet surfing, I don't know, could have been any funnier. Right. I mean, just purely from a concept standpoint. Yeah. Because when you first hear it, and like I said, this is my first viewing, I'm like, oh, okay, funny concept. But just as it continues to escalate, right. and really how seriously the actors doing the surfing seem to take it. Like, they oh were really, God. like, citing something. Yep. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you could see them. They like, commit really, to the bit. Yeah, That's they really, sure. really the whole, the whole sequence is hilarious. The song's good. Like, it's like a good parody song. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and Val is really singing those songs, right? Like, yep. so his, all of them. But this real voice. to... They actually released a soundtrack with... With this, for this, but it's this, kind of a collector's item. Mind if I zoom in? I read, I read the IMDb trivia yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I've zoomed in. So I was going to say, it's sort of a uh, speaks to what's so great about this movie and and the other Zaz movies is that you mentioned something earlier about when they flashed up, you know, kind of Skeet Surfing's chart position. Mm-hmm. That the other th- top four songs of the top five were all about skeet shooting. Yeah, yeah, more, like, Nick, Riv- like, more Nick Rivers. <laughs> Skeet based, and it's like it's like yeah, it's like the skeet shooting like song craze is like swept the nation. That's right, and I just there's nothing funnier in my mind than that. This uh, like what swept the nation was skeet shooting. Not unlike Pac Man Fever, which gets a spoof in this movie. It does, yeah. Pac Man -Man shows up, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of jokes in this that I I think for the most for the whole movie to me works. It's still funny, but there's some there's some gags that have aged. Uh, worse than others. Like, there's a Pac-Man reference, obviously, mm-hmm. and this is pretty funny. There's a Blue Lagoon, whole Blue Lagoon parody that, I, right. like, we're, I don't think people were really, especially young people these days, if they watched the movie, they wouldn't fucking know Blue Lagoon at all. So, um, Well, let's be honest. Any young person wouldn't get any, I mean, they might get some of the jokes, but Elvis movies, beach movies, I mean, I that, think, that's I such think a that Elvis, bygone era. I think Elvis movies, in a way, are kind of part of the culture. Like, you kind of know, like, people know... I don't think so. Maybe not, huh? I don't think I don't so. I think so. Yeah. I would bet you the average 13-year-old doesn't even know what Elvis yeah, is. Yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right, yeah. So, I mean, for me... I just feel like... It's the language that... I feel that like... Valerian, the Val- <laughs> language of Lothlorian. But I, what I, I would say, though, is mm-hmm. that the since the jokes, in my mind, they are well-designed, well-executed, and there's mm-hmm. a joy, I think, taking place. Like, you know, you may say Val's, you know, kind of a pain in the ass behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, zoom in. But obviously the writers and directors, a lot of the actors, they're having a lot of fun, and I think mm-hmm. that that just becomes contagious. It's sort of like, even if you see a mediocre comedian and live if everybody's li- you know you just kind of get mm. pulled into it and i feel like that their movies just have that kind of energy we're we're here to laugh that's what we're here to do and so and it's there's like a little it, grace given if for this that, joke doesn't work for you we got another six coming in the next 30 right. seconds that's so it. what i had i had read an interview with the with the boys with the zazas was mm-hmm. that so they they said that they felt that they had kind of they said that kilmer's great 
He's a little testy behind the scenes, but that was okay. Is there his first movie? Do you have something against Val Kilmer? You keep Do you think it, he says he has little testies? And uh, and no, that's read this article. But they said that they felt that they failed him a little bit with mm-hmm. his character. They said that he knocked out of the park. It's just that they felt the well, character was a little them being, undefined. That's for them, them being gracious. The bottom line is yeah. they, they killed it. They did a great job. He did a great job. I think it's their best film. It's their best film, and, and the fact is, is that they re, they 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 just made a movie and they didn't care about. The plot, because if you're watching a comedy for the mm. plot, you're missing the point. Mm. So they they just unleash. There's no character arcs really. It's just a fun romp, and and they somehow. I mean, it's exactly an hour and thirty minutes long, and there's virtually no fat on it. Like they did a great job of of just throwing as much shit at the screen as they could, and a large majority of it hitting. That's right. And was there any parts? Because you know, we I just touched on it earlier with the the skeet bit where you know they were showing the the top songs. Was there anything for you, Nick? I mean, I don't know when the last time you watched it, but as somebody who's seen it a lot, rewatching it again, did anything stand out to you in that I mean, sequence? Well, than, just in general, other than behind the scenes, the vowel was kind of hard to work with. <laughs> did anything else stick out for you? No, I mean, I, honestly, that scene I never really used to pay attention to when I when I was the watching skeet it, as scene? a young man. Yeah, and I enjoyed the daylights out of it, but it's the stuff you're talking about, just how serious the guys on the surfboards are. Yeah. And the little moments of uh, just the little psychags they throw in there, and it's it's the the stamp find them. The, well, that's that's stamp. not during that scene, but that's, that's well, no, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's that's the first that's the first little psych gag that I really that really got me is is that uh, two minutes and five seconds into the film, <laughs> the when, find him and kill him stamp. Yeah, he's got a stamp that says find him and kill him. Uh-huh. They deliver, you know, one of the underlings brings in the fucking mm-hmm. document or whatever. <laughs> stamps it, find him and kill him. Yep. Hey, that actually happens that. before skeet surfing. That's right. That's um, right. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's, in, it's immediately you realize that you're in their playground. You know, That's they're right. gonna they're gonna take a lot of Nazi film tropes and turn them on their ear, as well as the Elvis movies, as well as a wide variety of of, of references via Return to the Blue Lagoon and right. whatever else. I remember Blue Lagoon. Of I remember, course you do. I remember that being the the HBO movie that when the parents were away. I know. That's right. Yeah, man. Was was that, that and endless love? Those was there the, nakedness in that movie? Or, oh or yeah. Hint, so, or hint oh, to that. so yeah. there's nakedness, but she was under eighteen. So that's where I think. So it was there was really or is it was a hint? Of, Who is the woman? Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. But no, I'm fairly certain she was like sixteen when they filmed. Don't that. Go, don't Google it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna Wikipedia. Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh, that was the, it. Was actually ten. The that was the two. Those were the two movies that ten and, and Blue Lagoon. Yeah, those are the I two. I don't know if I've times. ever seen Blue Lagoon. Did you know they made Blue Lagoon: The Awakening in 2012? They did return to Blue Atkins. Lagoon with Mia Jovovich. Christopher, too. Christopher Atkins was in the original, right? Chris yeah. Atkins. Christopher Atkins. Yeah. Still acting. Is he? No. Never started. What? Mm-hmm. Um. I got nothing, man. I didn't. Uh, even, I didn't watch this one. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, but, but, I'm still. I'm excited about the Blue Lagoon. Oh yeah, we're waiting to hear, see what John reads about it. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how old she was, but it's a long article. Apparently, there's quite a bit of literature around the Blue Lagoon. We got time. Start from the top. Let's read the whole thing. <laughs> just read the whole thing. Well, Zoom out. It's based on a movie, or based on a book written in 1908. Well, excuse me. What is Wikipedia? Let's ground people. <laughs> Let's really go go deep. So Zoom okay. real close in. Um, one of the things, you know, since this is the movie Microscope and we focus on smaller moments, and, and a Zucker Brothers movie is nothing but smaller moments. The only things I would say are big moments are the underwater fight scene, which is amazing, right. and the backward scene backward with Peter scene, Cushing, and then the, the dance the, numbers. The, yeah, and the backward scene, I'd say, if, if you were to, I think that's probably the most famous scene from this. That's the, the scene everybody talks about. So well, because they edited it into it, Rogue One. You did hear you. I know you zoomed in and read that trivia, right? You zoomed in. Did you zoom in and read that trivia? <laughs> I thought we could. Only, <laughs> I thought we were only allowed to zoom in three times each per episode. <laughs> you do know that you zoom in too much. You know, no. Do you know that they the zoom in? <laughs> uh, so what? So they what, use Peter Cushing's headcast. For Rogue One, for reals. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I zoomed in. Yep, you zoomed in. <laughs> Stop zooming in so much. <laughs> ruining it. So, Very pixelated. So, what was your first laugh out loud? Like, what really fucking nailed you? Like, watching this movie again. Like, what was the first? Something stupid. Okay. Something that I never really paid attention to before yeah. was when they're on the train mm-hmm. and there's a tree moving, right. and a guy's chasing the tree and jumps onto the tree and <laughs> rides the tree away. Yeah, that's great. It's so arbitrary, right? And it's 
it's almost like they they milked that entire joke already, and yep. they still threw this. The whole station. I was just so happy passed, how yeah. how fucking arrogant they were to throw that extra joke. Yeah. So here's the one that stuck out for me early on was this, a soldier, a German soldier, comes in mm-hmm. uh, to deliver a message to whoever, like the, the yeah. commander. Right? He's wearing a helmet. He takes off his helmet. And it, his, this chin strap remains. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> so that he has a he has a helmet with a strap. And he takes off the helmet, and, and it's the still the strap's still on his face. It is such a dumb, like I don't understand. Like it's such a dumb joke, but it's like they throw they do that stuff all the time in this yeah. movie. It's like it's like it's like they're amusing themselves. It's, no, and I think what they're doing is they're trying to they're trying to build rewatchability into their shit yeah. because yeah. you know like one of the great things about a comedy where there's where you're seeing a crowd. That inevitably a jo- jokes are lost under and the you're laughter. Over yeah, the joke, same yeah. thing happens with the visual shit. So I mean, and the grand, grand, the chin strap. It's a minor joke. But, but what, the, what nailed me was uh, when they're on the the train and the Germans come in and they're you know asking for their passports or whatever. And Val Kilmer asks the guy and you know speaks in German, but the <laughs> translation is "Your daughter eighteen. And I don't know why that one just nailed me. The That's, look on his manager's face yes. when he asked that question. Um, so anyway, we also, also tells the German guy that he's gonna. Is that the where he says I'm gonna sign you up for the Montgomery the Monk- Monk- Ward catalog? And they, yeah, turn, the guy and then turned, they draw their weapons. They draw their weapons on <laughs> yeah. Kilmer. Yeah, because he's being arrogant. Um, yeah, this movie is very playful, obviously, but it they it's their, it's like their second film. These guys and they're making fun of how movies are are made. Like they're making fun of cliches, obviously, right. but they're also making fun of uh, how movies are shot. They're finding like. All these little jokes all the time in, in that movie. Um, they have, like Nick said, arrogant. They have mm-hmm. to be in a way like they are kind of being arrogant because they're kind of bucking the way films are being are made and they're making fun well, of. Well, and cliches. they have a brand. Like their brand is. But their brand is. It, it was. I guess it started in the theater, right? But their brand was at least on film was one movie long. But you, but really. I, if it's, I guess. It's but I would movie. bet that the, that they had established that amongst themselves. Yeah. Like, I mean. I, I would suspect, and you know, obviously I wasn't uh, a lot. When Kentucky Fried Movie came out, that feels like that would have been like the kind of the jackass of the era in mm-hmm. the sense that like it was probably something that was talked about. You know, obviously you had to see it in theaters and it was sort of this event experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember my dad speaking very fondly of that movie, you know, when I discovered it in middle did they, school and high school. Who did Amazon Women on the Moon? That's not them, right? That was, I think that was, was also Landis, Landis right? Yeah. Or he was but it wasn't, they weren't involved in that? They may sure. have been. I mean, yeah. that's a dog shit movie. That was kind of, remember that was kind of uh, oh, it was it was just bad it, it, that I think that it, it missed the wave a little bit right 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 but I think you were going somewhere with that whole comparison to Jackass yeah well I mean I think that rewatching this or, I, was, I'm sorry, I remember the last watching recording. this and re <laughs> <laughs> it's like like 14 hours in it feels like prison at this point <laughs> zoom in um, so yeah so you know we were we were thinking about this earlier talking about this earlier but you know other folks that have done satire seem to miss. Um, that cynicism really doesn't work long term. Like over time, I think it just because ultimately what they've done really great job, even with Airplane, is they've been able to parody movies, say like the disaster movies, obviously here, the you know the Cold War movies or whatever. But you don't have to know those movies to get the humor yeah. and enjoy it. And there's just a joy to it, like talking about the chin strap joke. Like that mm. is. To their, your point, just something they did to amuse themselves, and it's just one of like seven sight gags or yeah. little jokes that happen within that five second, ten second scene. And so we talked about Jackass, where it's that same idea, like you know these dumbass kids on the YouTube on YouTube, they film themselves cracking each other over the head, and it's just not the same thing. Well, because of that innocence and that joy. And sort of just the, you know, really just enjoying life in a sense. It just has and, that quality yeah, to it. Yeah, and I think there's also another thing, you know, imagine being uh, uh, an adult growing up on cinema, watching them take Dr. Zhivago himself mm-hmm. and and taking ha- having a piss Smashing with him. Smashing fucking uh, Squirting him in the face. In the face with, yeah. you know, having him pick up crap. Like, just being completely humiliated. Omar Sharif, right. like, they take these, like, classic actors. Yep. Peter Cushing, Omar Sharif, Lucy Gutridge. They get these classic actors... And they turn everything on their ear, and then Omar Omar Sharif. That's that may be the mo- that may be, those may be the scenes that made me fall in love with this film initially was the souvenirs, novelties, yeah, party yeah. tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole scene where obviously they're playing on spy movie tropes, where he's trying to get information, and then and they're having to keep the public from having to know. So every time you hear footsteps, the the guy who's a spy would have to go revert to his novelty business and right. mm-hmm. and, and and spring some trap on Omar Sharif. Yeah, it's magical. It's magical right, I mean, stuff. I guess like we. The, you know, you talk, you think about Mel Brooks or mm-hmm. people like this that they 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 do have these these really smart jokes. I mean, right. they're dumb. Some of the jokes seem really dumb, but they're smart. They're right. and they're thought they're thoughtful jokes. Whereas, like um, later on, when you get 
into uh, those we talked about uh, the, the three hundred the guys that would parody like yeah, Twilight, yeah. for example. Yeah, it's always like they're doing like these uh, weird parodies, direct parodies of mm-hmm. these specific hits, and then they throw in these like bodily bodily function function right. jokes all That's the right. time. Like it's always like yeah. a fart the joke. common denominator, right? exactly. And this is somebody get pinned to the ceiling with cum in one of those movies. That's the first scary movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I mean, Top yeah. Secret is not shy about going lowest common denominator. I mean, let's keep in mind this is the movie with the anal intruder, right? Mm-hmm. But but it's earned because of everything that's, that's else that's Peter come Cushing's before. actual name. <laughs> yeah, there's... there, there I mean, Cushing, Cushing. Peter, I guess, yeah. <laughs> There's jokes that are obviously, uh, yeah, like that. But it's, it's, this, this, it's filled with all sorts of different... It's not just, like, in one gear, you know, right. this movie. And where... I think those later parody films yeah, are they, just that's in the one only gear. gear they and plus, the the hamster right. wasn't in one gear either. Plus, they're not—they're just not as fun. I mean, they're just not as smart as these guys are. Well, no, absolutely. And I just, to me, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I'm thinking about some of my other favorite guys. You forgot your fake doggy do. <laughs> that's great. Well, I was or, thinking back to when they get onto uh, going back to the train station where the German attack dogs corner the man. They drag him off camera and shoot him, and then they, you know, they cut open the bag, and it's just doggy bones. It's yeah, like. Yeah. That's the shit that killed me. Just when wait, wait, where Kilmer's painting that, on the train, and then he's they show the picture he's painting. It's just, a, it's just blurry, blurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he's painting out the window. But like, I mean, even even even. Okay, so the first psych egg in the whole movie. Yeah, um, the train you, fight, right? No, you see the outside of this building, and there's a sign that's lit up. It says. East German high command. <laughs> like, yeah. so I mean, it's like obviously you know yeah. they're 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 playing with you, and that's something that's so subtle. Like when I was a kid, I'm not going to get that reference. Well, you know? and it, you know, it's funny because I actually wrote I'm this down, and I'm it. not even sure if it's even that funny. But if you even notice all the German military, all their like little awards that they wear, like mm-hmm. were always like vertical, like they never stacked. So some of them would be like a foot long across, <laughs> and it just like it was just one of those things that I noticed right yeah. out of the gate, and I'm like, that's weird. That. And then you kind of keep watching. Well, like, and they Why make would a, they do that? And they make a big point with the foot stomps, too. Yeah. Like, whenever they're coming to attention. Like yeah. It's, like, it's almost like punctuation in the scenes. Well, they, no. have the, they have the joke way later in the film when they're they're sneaking, the resistance, you know, Kilmer, and, the, and yeah. they're sneaking, and they're crunching the leaves, yep. and he turns around, and he says, shh. And then <laughs> they, they just completely silent. They just, they just drop the sound from the scene, so yep. then they keep walking, and there's no sound. It's great. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff like that in this whole film. Well, they had good white basketball players in it too. You know, it's like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they just and that's when Larry it. Bird was kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Sharif, uh, obviously the car stuff. That uh, the car thing is amazing. That might but, be that, that was, was actually kind of upsetting for me because I felt like, gosh, can we get him out of here? Or he looked we... a little like Power Droid. <laughs> but he walks in like that's the thing is he, he opens the door opens and he walks he amp, walks in and falls on his back and. His, <laughs> Like in this compact car, like and she, box. And she basically. This isn't what is the she, Howard Johnsons. <laughs> what does she pour into the car? It's like uh, orange I, juice. No, it's Hawaiian uh, punch. Hawaiian punch. punch. <laughs> that yeah. gives Thank you. Energy. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. But when she's leaning over top of and him to try to reach into the glove box, and her mm-hmm. boobs are right in his face, and the antenna goes. There's up. some boob jokes in this. Yeah, there's yeah. some boob jokes. Some healthy yeah. boob jokes. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, you touched on it earlier, but, like, you know, the, the signing them up for the Montgomery Ward or the Publishers Clearinghouse, like, there's even something about those jokes that, you know, I'm vaguely familiar with Montgomery Ward, Publishers Clearinghouse, I remember, but the way it's delivered, it's actually, it's, just it's, that mean, it's Montgum. 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 But, but yeah, they, there's a lot of, like you said, these data jokes, but they but don't they hold the work. movie back. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. in a sense, they still work yeah. because you just sort of and like the so absurdity of the guy like yeah, dying. And there's like a couple I, I actually looked up. His I looked up the references just to, like the Sven Jorgensen thing. Yeah. I, you know, but of course, I mean, let's get let's get to it. I mean, like Val Kilmer, he he and Lucy Gartridge are phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. They are they are game for anything and they kill it. And they got good chemistry together. Like they're they're good together. You know, like they're, they that the whole romantic subplot really works in yeah. this. Like um so one of the great early moments when we get to see Val Kilmer do his thing is when he shows up to the ball not dressed appropriately. Yeah. Right. And I, I know that you guys the first time we recorded this had something to say about that. <laughs> so yeah, th- this is what I like about this is that there's there's these these gags that they're almost not even like they're 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 just like fun, you know. And so like they they show up that cliche is like he's not wearing Kilmer's not wearing the appropriate outfit. He probably is wearing like his like you know I don't know. What he's I think wearing. he's wearing just like yeah, kind of jeans a and a t shirt, and he had a jacket on or something. So the like guy a, says we got, we can supply you with a coat and so coat then and tie, right? coat and tie, and they 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 lead him to the back. And so then the Germans walk in to talk, 
And in the background, you see them making a suit. They measure Kilmer. The guy starts sewing. Like, they're making a suit right. for him. And the and next time you see him, he's dapper as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Dapper no, and that's one of the great early moments in the, in the film is where they're they're setting it up. Like, obviously, they've got this, this, this famous... Uh, I guess German or Russian singer right. in tow, and they're, they're they're wanting to get him to sing, mm-hmm. and so they're building up for him doing a performance, yeah. an impromptu performance at this ball, and Kilmer at this all the while is beaming because he thinks they're talking about that. Him. Is, that might be one of my favorite moments is the way he reacts. Whether they're yeah. they're talking about this famous opera singer, right. and they're talking about he's 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 beloved by everybody. He's he, he he everybody has all his recordings. And then Kilmer's face, like as their compliment, he's like, Oh, like he's like he's looking at Lucy Cutter's like, Oh, that's really nice of them to say about me. Yeah. And then and then so it's funny because they, they, they basically start to come to stage and you see this 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 German guy get up and then in the background you see Kilmer sprinting to the stage. Gets up on the stage and this is something I never caught the first million times I saw the movie. He's he pulls sheet music out of his shirt. He just fucking hands it out to the band and hands it out to the band and he and, and then all of a sudden these guys are these old men are rocking out which is another kind of silly sight the sight gags with right. these old guys rocking and rolling and shit like that but it's still kind of charming but it's once again it's it's so well done and they actually the craft of filmmaking they actually did a better job with this movie than anything else they've ever done because it actually looks really polished it's really clean it's fun and they put work into it they obviously yeah. did and it's uh it really pays off in that moment with uh Kilmer being sexy, Kilmer, cr- Kilmer crushes it. Like he's he he he's dancing like Elvis. Mm-hmm. He looks. He's just. Yeah. He's so game for this. Like he he's actually he, singing the songs. Yeah, I he's think singing we, the songs. Right. That, that that song in that scene is actually a cover. It's Most not, of them are covers or or spoofs. I think of, there's a couple originals though. Like the, obviously ski shooting. And ski shooting. The, the, the rug. The, the, the rug one's original. The rug right? one's original. Yeah. There right. in, the, in the in the um. In the, Gotta straighten the rug, but, you know, but it's in like the in line. Dirt Pizza House. That's where that unbelievable great transition that. from the sign to the pizza too. <laughs> but you know, kind of in line with him getting fitted for the tuxedo mm-hmm. in the background, it's sort of like when they, you know, the magnetron or whatever pulls the submarine, and you, you know, we talked about it earlier, but they submarine captain lifts his hands up too in the background I mean, oh they when just, they're putting the guns there yeah, yeah just yeah. like there's those moments where the giant pigeon statue where just like the you know the guys are flying down you know human beings god you guys should have really heard that first recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that's what I like about this is like what's the weird that's the weirdest joke to me in the movie no. there's a lot of weird jokes but like that one I actually wondered if it would somehow come back because it just the, was so the weird. magnet joke. So the no, the, the, so in the, they're in the park. There's like a, you know, a rendezvous in the park with uh, Kilmer and Lucy Guttridge. I guess they're yeah. talking about the she plot t- of the film. She tells about her experience with Nigel. Right, exactly. Building out of a house out of dry seaweed and it's not. Yeah. yeah. And so then in the background, there's this huge pigeon statue, and then just as they're talking. They're human beings fly down and stand on top of the pigeon statue, and then after the scene's over, fly back up. Well, they pee off of it too, and they pee off of it, and it's just such a odd, weird joke. And I wonder if, in a way, it was their way of kind of distracting from that the idea that they didn't really have much of a plot for this one, which I guess, like right. I said, that that they're embarrassed about, but they shouldn't be. The, the, the movie works. It, no, and and that to yeah. me, that's one of the least successful jokes. In the movie, but it's the weir- one of the well, weirdest. The weirdest, it, like yeah, it's just totally off. It's the, just so strange. Um, my one of my favorite uh, jokes is you know, we talk about the romance. This is this might be my favorite joke in in the whole movie where, um, and it gets at fl- film cliches as well. Where Kilmer and Lucy Gutters are they're talking, they're 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 falling in love, and, and they start to make out, and then it pans to the fireplace. And then they all of a sudden they roll in front of the fireplace, so the camera pans again to another different fireplace yep. <laughs> to the right. And so the later when they're jumping out of a plane, which is that's an amazing scene. Amazing when they're, when they're parachuting, they're having a fight in the sky when they're in parachutes, or you know, um, they start to make out in the sky, and they pan over to a fireplace parachuting. <laughs> yeah, it's like incredible. But it's like, great, it's incredible. no, because yeah, he he like. Zooms past her and she goes Neek, and then he slows down and comes back yeah. up. And there's a point where she turns her back to him, yeah, and yeah. she like bashfully, and the whole thing, I mean, like it's, it's ridiculous and wonderful. And it also it showcases how good she is in that movie. She is so good. She's fantastic, and like I said, they have they are great together in that movie. And it's uh, and actually the movie ends on her. Do you you notice that? Like her, she gets the last joke in that movie, which is like she's saying goodbye to everybody, and the last thing is like uh, this, Wizard of Oz. It's the Wizard of Oz joke, yeah, and that's it. They they end on her. So although in the credits, Nick Rivers get a little pop, appearance from Nick Rivers. He does yeah. pop up. Yeah. But um, so when I was a kid, the biggest joke in the movie by far was the ballet. 
The belly, the peanut guy. The, 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 the guys with the giant dicks and then yeah. the girls. There's a scene. They obviously knew what they had because they. Uh, there's a scene where the girl like jumps across the, the dicks burners, and yeah. there's this little tinkly music playing. Mm-hmm. And then they had this blurry zoomed in, mo- like a, a quick shot of it, mm-hmm. like just to remind you what's happening yeah. in case you missed that she was walking on their dicks. There's another great little moment there that reminds me of the thing where he's holding the guy's I wrote face that down too. <laughs> and, yeah, he, yeah. and he leaves his fingers, leaving an impression on the guy. It's just so so stupid. And, <laughs> and so there, another thing, and they're in the ballet. Kilmer, and he plays. He's playing so straight, like he's he has the binoculars out. He's like yep. in the audience, and he's looking at. I think Lucy Gutter. He's looking yeah, at something. Kidnapped or something, right? And he and he and, and in the background, brown wall. In the background, the old, all the the older you know upper crust types. They're passing cokes and hot dogs. Like yeah, the back there. <laughs> yep. It's just like a little moment. Like they, they don't even they don't even focus on it. Yep. you're just kind of focusing on Kilmer. How do you feel about the anal intruder? It took two hours to get the smile off his face. Did I mean, you like that joke? Does that joke work for you? It did. That was a, remember that was a bit when this movie came out when we were younger. That was a big joke because yeah. it was like such a taboo color taboo. Yeah, but now it's not. It's like cute. Well, no, and the fact is, is I, I think what really makes it cute is they have this picture of this uncomfortable middle-aged couple on the cu- on the box. Right, right. And that's it. It just says, it's their faces, their body, and it says the yeah. anal intruder. Yeah. And then, of course, the guy opens it up and there's a fist attachment, a dick attachment, yeah, yeah. all that. But it's, it's like a jackhammer, yeah. Yeah. Well, not a dick. I mean, they didn't go that no, far. No, it's a fist. It's a dildo. There's there a dildo. A fist. There's a fist. There's the first appearance, there's the first thing is a dildo, the second okay. thing is a fist. I don't think they I put kind of there's no a dildo. There there's is no such dildo. a dildo. No. So I'll, the fist is somehow more, like, Risk. I mean, you know what I, don't I mean? Think, like, I mean, this movie was There's PG. two attack. You get to see two attachments. You're not going to see a big old plastic It's a, sol- it's a cylindrical goddamn. I mean, it's phallic. That's not, I don't think it's But the fist though. is the second attachment, you see. So I could have sworn I only saw a fist, which like to, I said was like way more extreme than even let's a zoom dildo, in. in my mind. Zoom in? Let's pause in. and Let's pause, put it on, and zoom. <laughs> pause zoom on in. Uh, so, um, uh, All right, we're back. Yep, there was a dick. <laughs> So they, so they, uh, Kilmer in prison, That what happens is his agent comes in and it was like, is like uh, trying to help him, and he and basically starts pouring his heart out to Kilmer. And says he he can't bring his wife to orgasm, and Kilmer pulls out the anal intruder under his cot in a and hands it to him. Yeah, yeah. It's a fist. There's two attachments. You see two. Yeah, but the first one is this kind of a cute little phallic a, thing. It's not a dildo. Well, that technically they're all dildos. It's true. <laughs> technically. Anyway, it was a fist. He zoomed in. It's a big fist too. Yeah. I zoomed in, and then later on, that guy—that guy, the, that was they, a risky Google search. To be honest, as I started typing it, Google went not populate. So yeah. that's when I knew that if I hit search, it may not go well. But thankfully, it, it did pull it's right. Your out. second questionable search of the show. That's true. Oh yeah, um, what did I she search? was fifteen, by the way, when they made. So the she, Blue there's Lagoon. no, there can't be any nudity in that film. There is absolutely, absolutely. Nudity. Are you serious? One hundred percent. That's why nobody gets the joke today because they won't show that movie anymore. I got a lot of small socks to you tell you he, otherwise. I would bet you wouldn't even be able to find that movie on iTunes. So you can't actually, so it's not even available. I'm going to buy it tonight. <laughs> oh, God. You're ready. Microscope. 4K? I'm going to zoom out. <laughs> it's time to zoom out for good. I, I, it'll be brown me. wall. We'll do, we'll do the, that's a serious brown wall. <laughs> I'll get me, you, and Ed Kramer to do that one. The guy from Dragon oh, Con. Jeez, um, man. What's going on? Laundry? Um, okay, so let's. We haven't even talked about some of the best characters in the whole film. The Resistance, the Resistance. Deja vu. You got deja vu. You got Chocolate Mousse. You got Latrine. You got Dupois. Yeah. Those fucking S got to go, and then whoever. Latrine. Yeah, you already said. I mean, you got some great. When they, those guys are so when adorable. When they pan across, they they. Uh, <laughs> that is some serious brown wall. <laughs> when they pan across the the guys introducing them, and they're all holding weapons. One of the guys. Is holding a ladle. Do you notice that? Like that one guy, they have machine guns, knives, yeah. and everything. One guy's holding a ladle, like soup and shit. Ladle, and he's got like a silverware on his vest. When they yeah. came back later, he does not have that. Uh, I thought was, he's wheel, he's wielding a ladle. In Deja Vu's introduction, which you can do in Dark Souls, by the way, you can do a pretty good impression, Nick. Why don't we? Have we not met before, Monsieur? <laughs> and then, uh, and and Chocolat Mousse, his stuff Eating is overdubbed, super deep. Like his voice is over overly dubbed and deep, and he's fucked. kind of the in the out of anybody in this film, he's like the guy, like the he's the badass, and he's actually good at his job. Like no one else really is good. He's actually good. Like he he shoots cars apart. Like <laughs> he's actually a serious badass. Oh yeah, he kills all those people with these with the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Can we talk about though that why were the German military wrangling cows? 
Like, what do you suppose that was about? <laughs> that's I the mean, cover of the poster too, right? The poster right. or the, the, the cow cover was of the, the main thing, right? That yeah, was a big. That was a big. That may have been the problem. That yeah. may have been the problem with the marketing. Although I love it. And I, yeah, because yeah, it's confusing, right? I had wait. It says top secret, and there's a picture of a cow with boots. Hmm. Right. Must well, be some French fucking. And I don't film. think there's anything funnier than the fact that they literally just put a cow in boots and walked them up and down. Well, the, the, the whole mind if I zoom in? Yeah, zoom you go zoom in. Trivia on that thing. Yeah, cows don't like things on their feet. Right. So they had to fucking cut around the feet so they had to actually work it hard to get that cow to perform are you kidding so you're, you're zooming it. in for real I, zoomed in for real. I think it was on the either on the trivia or something else I read is like cows hate to have shit on their feet well, so it, it wasn't walk, make it like you yeah, see so it, they actually had to walk make around fake like, feet make fake shoes on it that, are, that it's not actually wearing because mm-hmm. the cow's like fuck that I'm zooming out shit. it looks like real boots no nice. it's not FX. cow zoomed out in the uh, the two dudes in the uh or one of the dudes in the cow got a couple special treats. Yeah, Nigel, he? man, he gets blown, he got blown, he got butt fucked, <laughs> just like the Caprio and the Revenant. Just That's right, like it. Yeah. just like it, exactly the, the same. Caprio? In the next scene, when he, <laughs> <laughs> the next scene when he walks up, he's all walking all crooked and he sideways. Is, uh, he gets yeah. hurt, but but it, he enjoys it, it. That's kind of the most upsetting part. I do. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then he's, he's he's complaining. The guy's pissed off that he's taking so long, and he's like, "Why are you in such a hurry all the time?" Because even earlier, That's there's just a reference getting. to him getting Blum. raped by all the pirates that he gets captured on from in like enjoying it. Like he has like this wistful sort of like nostalgic no, look. about I think him. that look is that he's excited that she is falling for what he his story. No, he was he was no, excited. I, by think, no, I, thought, I think they alleged. Yeah, I think they That's alleged. why when the cow was raping him later, he was enjoying. He's it. not enjoying that. Oh, right, absolutely. Yeah, he enjoys it. Yeah. No, this, he screams. He's make, yeah, well, it's no, a big it's dick. like a, cows have a big old dick oh, on them. Oh, God, you guys. No, Actually, you, it's a you bull really sincerely what? didn't detect that. No, there was, that was a moment where he, he was, enjoys the. He enjoys the. So what happens is what the because we're talking about the scene without. He's getting savaged it. by the pirates, and he just looks like he's going like, "Oh man, missed those days." So he uh, zoom in. So zoom they in. they decide that they're gonna you know infiltrate this castle. They're gonna dress as a cow. There's a the guy at the head. There's a guy in the back. Fucking, right. It's remember trouble. he makes him switch at the last second yeah, too. Yeah, because he's a traitor. Put the yeah. gun right, but also just in case. And so then, um, and so then, uh, I like the fact that they have this cow costume. But when they cut to the them in costume, it's just a cow. I thought that's this a great, gag. wonderful gag. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Although they did a, the face of the puppet cow looks pretty much like the real cow. Everything else, yeah, not so hot. So then the the thing comes to milk the 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 a he, calf calf comes to right, and that's when he gets the blowjob joke. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. He likes that. Loves it. Mm. <laughs> he does like it. Yeah. Doesn't want to, why are you such Except a hurry? it headbutts him a little bit too. Whoa! Yeah, that's how they end yeah. that scene. And then he, then he gets mounted by a bull, right? And he screams, and they cut away. What part is he enjoying that? They screams, and he cuts away. I don't. I didn't not see any enjoyment other than they cut to him later where he can barely walk. <laughs> Well, he's he's a bit chipper. <laughs> I know, he's cheerful. So, it so didn't end him. If you got raped by a bull, I suspect you. If you didn't enjoy it, which you more than likely wouldn't, you probably wouldn't just jog up later. I mean, yeah, he had this a came bit. out shortly after Scorsese's raping bull, didn't it? <laughs> I don't know. We're spending so much time on this one, but I'm just saying. I didn't think he. I think the joke was that he. It wasn't his favorite moment. Now, if this were a scary movie, <laughs> I, I got a they would have cut. They would have. But cut. I also was in on that he liked the pirate thing. If this were a really... scary movie quality film, they would have cut away to the bull and him having a cigarette. Yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's, good, that's, that's why those. That's movies why these suck. movies are yeah. better. Yeah. Well, and because they milk it, they they they're milk. not. Yeah. Well, they're they're not. Um, they're not at good at developing the layers and layers of jokes, so they have to keep going back to the same well over and over again. Where these guys don't do that. You don't typically see the Zucker brothers going back and forth. I'll tell you, and and there's that, yeah. So maybe maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't consensual. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being a scream. I remember it being more of like a surprise, a, like a yeah, like a oh, like you know, like maybe he's into it. He just didn't expect it. I don't want to zoom. Justin in doesn't like it. I don't want Are to. Are they zoom on Twitter? In. We can ask. Um, so speaking of Nigel, my favorite Nigel moment was when they were in the restaurant and Nick Rivers tells the Germans that he's Mel Torme to get him off their case, and then Nigel goes into this whole speech where he's layering all the evidence that there's a mole, but instead he goes, 
How do we know he's not Mel Torme? And I don't know why that one just that that's the kind of shit I love. Just yeah, he's always me. trying to like because he's the bad guy. He's always trying to. Pin and then the older guy gets his big, suspicion this is on not him. Well, Mel just the yeah. idea that being yeah. Mel Torme would be worse than being a yeah, traitor. Yeah, yeah, of like course. I think that's what really everybody's got me. offended. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, all in all, I'm excited that uh, you guys asked me to watch this movie for the movie Microscope. I'm glad that I finally got around to watching it. The guy that plays Nigel, by the way, also great in this. Like he, yeah, so Lucy, he's not in it as much as I remember him. But he, but he's very, small. he's a very good villain, I think, and he's very, he's pretty funny, and he still works today. I looked him up. He's not, not too really, because he was so hateable. I figured that was like one and done. He's great. Uh, the underwater, we talked a little bit about the underwater fight scene he, his, between him and Val's a standout scene in this, and they're both, like you said, they're both great in this. And that scene, um, and that scene goes on forever. And I think I said funny. that in the previous yeah. recording. Okay, well, <laughs> but it, it, it's a very long scene that's that's hilarious. I mean, Val's like winking underwater, grabbing a hat underwater. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just like, throw, and, and then and the, the girl. There's like somebody that has a line of dialogue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I love how that scene as it goes on, they build more of that underwater bar around them. Yes, oh, yeah. it just yeah. keeps. They, so it's like there's a fra- damn poker game going on. Yeah, you know like, what's funny is like the the, the choreography, like the, fi- the the punches and all that. They're pretty quick, pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it looked really well. And they have that really scene well too done. when Val gets out of the water. Like you say, after the fight scene, he gets out of the water. Lucy Gutterish character, she's a, she's there waiting for him, super wet. They cut back to him, and he completely, he's completely. By, drunk. by the way, that's <laughs> the end of Nigel in the film. He punches him through the window, is, and you never see him is again. That it? He's yeah, in the water. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, he's in a water graveyard to this day. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, they could have made a sequel. That's so funny. Is it movie must end pretty quickly? After it, right, that. very shortly after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny. Um, favorite jokes, like uh, you know, as far there's so many great gags in it, but the one that tickled me the most, which I had to have heard, I had to listen to the movie on the, our long car drive mm-hmm. to really love it. Is the is the is the is the carrier pigeon mm-hmm. when uh, it. When the I think it's Latrine shows up with the dead bird, and he drops it on the table and says a traitor in our midst. And then uh, Deja Vu sees the dead bird. He goes, "I see you have dealt with him appropriately." <laughs> and it just—I don't know what it is. So some, that embodies the joy of this movie yeah. to me. It's like it's—it's it's so so happily stupid yet secretly really smart. So yeah. no, there's a scene. Okay, there's a scene in it. One of my favorite things at the end is that they're looking through binoculars at the castle. Oh, yeah. And they have, they see the cows for the first time, and mm-hmm. the cows, like, they have the rim of the binoculars, yeah. and they the cows jump over the little <laughs> rim, like, in the binoculars. Like, that's hilarious. And then when Duquois, like, in the, gets betrayed by mm-hmm. the bad guy yeah. and the cow, and he's shot, and he's, he's got the cow head on, and he's on. grabbing his chest. Oh, the way he's walking, running is field. very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that's, like, hurt in this movie is so hysterical. Like, like Trine's always wounded. Omar Sharif. Yeah. Omar Sharif. He, like, didn't they put him in, like, a stretcher, but he was standing up in the stretcher? I don't remember. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't die. Like yeah. He like, doesn't die. No. He's, like, in a stretcher. Something's, like, wrapped around his body, but he's standing up and walking around. I'm not sure like, any, the the but he really dies in this. Well, no. I mean, obviously, the, some of the Germans die. Yeah, some Germans do. But the Resistance don't. Even the grenade guys don't see it, like, when those guys get grenaded, they come back, right? Well, Some like when guys? they're in the farmhouse. No, those are red shirts. Those aren't any of the main characters. Okay. But like when they're in the farmhouse and they're all like trying to punch out the windows and shit to shoot, like just oh, there's a lot of shooting gags in that yeah, scene. Yeah, how cheesy it is, and yeah, and like stuff, there's yeah. that the the they're, they're all shooting out windows, and so there's that scene where Kilmer's playing like tic tac toe with yeah, like, right, and then uh, the one guy can't break it. I think it's deja vu, but he like he's he, trying to smash it. He also tries to, he also tries and, to hide behind the open window yeah. too. <laughs> and they drag him, and up. then well, there's Dupois the, has to drag him back. There's a short guy that keeps jumping up to shoot over the window above his head, and he keeps like just shooting blind out that window yeah. I mean, there's so many little shooting gags in that yeah. out windows shooting out window gags it's mm-hmm. not just I mean it's ridiculous it's yeah. specific yeah well, there's, a, the, there's like a, the, the tic-tac-toe scene so Kilmer uh, shoots out there's I guess like a, eight, like a nine pane window right? I think or, people understand how tic-tac-toe so, works so anyway so he shoots out he, he shoots the, <laughs> he shoots you know, an X first he shoots a circle zero, yeah. circle first right and shoots X comes in the circle, but the last circle he puts out, he just breaks the window and doesn't shoot. Do you notice that? So it's like, yeah. And then he just, he celebrates his he victory. celebrates his victory, but he doesn't shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. No, I mean exciting. it's one of those movies that's uh, really rewarding, really charming, and it's a shame that those guys. It, it's I think the world changed too. It's like a, that kind of humor may not. It may have been too just easy too. It's it's like dad jokes, and in some respect, like mm-hmm. we're, maybe people just need more sophistication now. I mean, they they did Police Squad, like Police Squad's classic. Mm-hmm. TV show and Naked Gun movies are really funny. I mean, they they had a good run. It's they just 
And then, but I think the Farrelly brothers kind of inherited that, and they took their their their, right. brand. their kind of spin on it. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. went a little more and maybe meaner. Really, but we saw we we in the previous recording we we talked about where the Zuckers went. They went towards more serious fare. Had some highs and some lows. Jerry Zucker, Ghost, Ghost, and, Ghost, and then you said another one too. I can't remember at this time. First night, first night, fucking first night. Yeah, yeah. Maybe their funniest movie. And then David Zucker did Scary Movie three, four, and five. So, what about I mean, Abrams? Jerry Abrams. I didn't look at Abrams up. Oh, he did. He did. He did uh, Star Trek, and he did Force Away. Mm-hmm. Different. Gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the one of the guys ended it <laughs> on a very American Carol, which is like a very conservative version of like a Zucker Brothers film. So, and it was supposedly terrible. It came out not how long ago. That's the David. That was David Zucker or Jerry. One of them. Yeah, David. And it was like a Michael Moore parody or something. And, and neat. We need that. Yeah, yeah. that's what the world needs. People were mad about it because they loved they loved the Zuckerberg so much that they didn't like that they took that turn. But well, let's zoom back out. Okay. We're, we're, Zooming out. We're getting out of here. But before we go, is there any uh, you want to drop in a random movie just to kind of coast on out into the sunset? A little zoom out and kind of maybe talk about a little breezer, a little film. I I got something in mind. All right. Hit it. Um, can we talk about a horror movie? A little quicker. Let's see what our takes or memories of a horror movie is. Sure. All right. Phantasm. Never saw it. Sounds good. <laughs> that's a, that's one you should see. Yeah, I'll probably. Yeah, I know. It, Nick's a big too fan. Late. And it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, too late to watch Phantasm. No, it's not. I watched it recently. It kind of felt that way. And that's it's too why late. I avoided it. It's not too late. The doors it, closed. Don't listen to him. It's a classic. It's not a classic. It's a weird movie. It's sure. it, the strangest. It's very amateur. It's still as strange as it was. It's, right. Of course, it's very low budget, so that right. might throw you off. But it's got some great shit in it. Very amateurish. I love it, yeah. but I can't recommend it to a new, new somebody new. new people. I think you. I think you might enjoy it. Nope. Plus, then you can get to Ravager if you watch the Phantasm. Yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and skip. I think I just finished the the book by Don Coscarelli about yeah. the, his career. Let's hear a little bit about this. So he zoom so, in. So, <laughs> Mr. Coscarelli did he did two movies before he did Phantasm, uh, but then he did Phantasm. He did the Beastmaster, mm-hmm. and then he did Phantasm Two, Phantasm Three. He did Bubba Hotep, which is okay. a genuinely good movie. Yeah, and then he was involved in Phantasm Ravager. Oh, he yeah, I think no, he did Phantasm he did. Four Oblivion, and then he produced Phantasm Ravager. He did that other movie though. You're missing one. I'm sure I didn't. He did a movie, after, uh, like Survival Bub- Quest, after Bubba Hotep. Uh, the something, some two oh, dudes. John dies at the end. John dies, which is an awful movie. It's not awful. The lead actor is horribly There's miscast. Two lead actors, yeah, but Giamatti's good. But that the guy who plays the lead actor is a just awful. He's hard to watch. I disagree. I tried to watch the trailer just in hopes, and I saw that guy in his. It's, you never saw it. I saw it once, and I hated it because of that lead actor. And then I say, like, I need to give this another chance, having read the book. And then I watched the trailer for it and was repulsed by that guy. All right, again. all right, calm down. Does John die at the end? <laughs> but uh, no, he's yeah, it's an interesting career. But Phantasm, the thing is, the tall man's a great character. Reggie Bannister is great. The balls are fantastic, and there's some neat little moments in it. Mm-hmm. But it has really suffered from age. And of course, Michael Baldwin's an awful actor. Okay, and it's just I. It's it's one of those you had to be there. So you the wanted time. to bring up Phantasm, so you say you say you can't recommend it. Like, what, why'd you? Bring well, it up? When, <laughs> well, once John hadn't seen it, it kind of defeated the purpose of. Well, what's doing your favorite movie? You have to bring up your favorite moment from it, at least. Let me. Let me zoom in. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't uh, the big. The okay. So the big moments of the ball uh-huh. and the finger fly. Yeah. My zoom in is uh, when he's under the car. All right. And and you think the Jawa guys are in the in the garage. And then there's instantly there's feet right in front of him and he hits it with the hammer. And, and it's this awful, hilarious scene. We used to watch it all the time. He hits it with the hammer and then it's a close-up of his brother going, ah! It's like, dunk, ah! And the angles are wrong mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous, but it's my, my favorite little moment. Like, is it Reggie at the end that's like holding the little silver tongs or whatever? It's kind of saving everybody? I kind of remember that from it. I, I mean, the, the, big, the big thing for me was that they're totally grossed me out. Was the ball in the head, and then you know, basically sucking the brain through it. like that? That's cool. that's a good little moment. I know it's not a little, that's but the it's the absolute biggest moment in the movie. But I, that's I don't. That's what I remember from it. A little moment would be when, when sex the, in the graveyard. Is when that the like tall some, man carries the coffin by himself? Is it? That's not a little moment either, though. That's a very memorable moment from that film either. Don't try to say I'm remembering the big moment when you are too. 
Okay, that's what's happening here, and I don't appreciate the zoom out. Do you zoom in? Do you want? What are you talking about? The big, weird, bloated boobs at the in the graveyard scene? Is that what? Is there? Sex they like? use a body double, and then the mother of the woman who the real actress was was pissed off because the boobs were so ugly. What? She's like, you should have used your boobs. Is that from the? It's from the book. Did, I zoomed in. There was a graveyard sex scene though. Oh yeah, it's right. right I, mean, I zoomed in. It's just awful, awful, weird, bloated, stretched breasts. And then I forgot that the brother was in it. Like, Jody. Yeah. And you said he shows up in the other ones. He too. shows up, yeah. Does yeah. he get killed in the first one? Uh, yeah, he he gets yeah he he doesn't do well. But obviously the whole thing it, it, it's funny because Don Coscarelli he intimates that um, there is Nightmare on Elm Street sort of stole from him. Okay. Because the whole dream right. element of the story and Robert Shea was a big fan of Phantasm and they tried they tried to do Phantasm too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a lot of comparisons between that. But yeah. Uh, he dies, so so people are able to die and come back to life via the the alternate. There's like three different timelines that happen. There's a scene in I think Phantasm Three where a young version of each of those characters and an old version are in the same scene with the dealing with an explosion of a house. Hmm. Cox really kind of ripped off Evil Dead Two though for Phantasm. Well, 2. no, the, here's the thing. Is that not true? Sam Raimi was involved. With like, so, so they, they were those guys were in cahoots for a stretch there. So I think that was more. It wasn't like he was ripping them off. I think it was kind of like a yeah a collaboration. Friendly, yeah, and that's and the, and it was Sam Raimi who brought Bruce Campbell to them uh, later on for Bubba Hotep. Mm-hmm. So you got to work with him. And he was right. Yeah, but there was like Mark Singer apparently was a diva on the set of Beastmaster. Like diva, Val. like Val. Exactly like Val. <laughs> yeah. Just like same Val. career. Yeah, same. So. Um, really parallel. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we we dug in. I'm glad we zoomed in on Phantasm. Yeah, mind if I zoom in on Mark Singer? Yeah, brother of Laurie Singer. Singer, star of Footloose, and I know she played cello in Shortcuts. No, she played cello in a scene where she was somebody's. She had bare feet. She was her big thing. Is she <laughs> bare feet and cello? It's just kind of annoying. And bare feet and Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good.